So we are back for another exciting episode of the podcast, or at least I hope it's an exciting episode. And if you were with us uh, last episode, you heard our takeover, our Father's Day takeover event where my wife and kids invaded the studio and tried to give you a little bit of a behind-the-scenes uh, interview-style uh, episode. And so, again, I hope you enjoy that. And, and if you did hear that episode, you probably gathered that the police are among my favorite bands of all time, along with, of course, the Beatles, which I made very, very clear in that episode. Um, but because the police were essentially dominated by Sting, I mean, he wrote the vast majority of their songs uh, by himself. Uh, so by extension, I have a great deal of admiration for Sting. Um, I also think he's a very tasteful and at times very inventive bass player, uh, which I can appreciate. But I think we can all agree that he can occasionally be a tad pretentious. We can't agree with that, right? But, you know, in a rock trio, by, by definition, there are no weak links. And Stuart Copeland and Andy Summers are just great musicians and very important parts of the band. Uh, I, I enjoy all the kind of unique aspects that that Stuart Copeland brings to drumming, although I understand from interviews with both him and Sting that he can occasionally push the tempo uh, to an uncomfortable degree, which, again, I kind of appreciate. Uh, and then, of course, there's Andy Summers, who uh, has some inc really interesting and um, kind of exotic uh, guitar parts that he adds. So, again, it's, you know, it's a rock trio and you're out there by yourself uh, as Andy Summers with the, with the guitar tabs. And uh, I, I just think he's a very interesting uh, artist in his own right. But as songwriters, both Copeland and Summers are a bit of a mystery. And their comp contributions to the band as songwriters are really spotty throughout the band's tenure. So I thought today it might be interesting to just focus on the police songs that were not written by Sting. And so, as is our way with the podcast, I've come up with a pun for the episode uh, categorization, and that's called Taking the Sting Out of the Police. So we'll get started with uh, the first album, Outlanda, Stay Amore, 1978. And on the first album, uh, Sting is apparently not yet ready to allow Stuart or Andy to take a, a true solo turn. And so he... Uh, share songwriting credits with, with both of them, uh, one song each. Uh, and again, because he is the, the primary songwriter, even the shared credits uh, indicate you know, a willingness to try and uh, let Stuart and Andy uh, you know, shine out there by themselves. But uh, Stuart gets uh, to help on the song Peanuts. And this, to me, is a song that fits squarely into what the police were doing on that first album. And so here's a listen. This is Peanuts. Oh, no. 
Then we move on to uh, Be My Girl, Sally, where Sting provides the hook for the song, the melodic hook, and Andy brings the weirdness with the, I guess you call them verses. But you have to admit, it is the catchiest song you've ever heard about a blow-up doll. So if you're not familiar with it, take a listen. But if you are, let's follow along. Be My Girl, Sally. I could only get unconscious if I'd had too much to drink. There was somehow something wrong somewhere, and each day seemed grey and dead. The seeds of desperation were growing in me head. I needed inspiration, a brand new start in life, somewhere to place affection, but I didn't want a wife. And then by lucky chance I saw, in a special magazine, an ad that was unusual, the like, I'd never seen. Experience something different with our new imported toy. She's loving, warm, inflatable, and a guarantee of joy. She came all wrapped in cardboard, all pink and shriveled down. A breath of air was all she needed to make her lose that frown. I took her to the bedroom and pumped her with some life. And later, in a moment, that girl became my wife. And so I sit her in the corner and sometimes stroke her hair. And when I'm feeling naughty, I blow her up with air. She's cuddly and she's bouncy. She's like a rubber ball. I bounce her in the kitchen and I bounce her in the hall. And now my life is different since Sally came my way. I wake up in the morning and have her on a tray. She's everything they said she was and I wear a permanent grin. And I only have to worry in case my girl wears thin. Then we reach 1979's Regatta de Blanc, the second album. And Stewart must have been working very hard in between albums, or else Sting was just feeling generous around that time, because on this album, Stewart gets four of his solo compositions on the album. Uh, on the other hand, Andy gets shot out completely. Um, but uh, in the interest of time, we're only going to play two of Stewart's songs uh, off of Regatta de Blanc. And so let's open with this one, which is called Does Everyone Stare? <laughs> Change my clothes ten times before I take you on a date. I'm in a cold sweat, my panic it makes me late. I know you never ever. 
Among the additional Stewart songs that we're not going to feature today was uh, the song called Contact and On Any Other Day. So those are the uh, two other Stuart Copeland compositions on Regatta de Blanc. But here's the fourth one, and we're going to play a piece of this, and it's It's All Right For You. And again, Stewart must have been feeling very confident about his contributions to the band around this time, uh, or else he was just kind of restless, because around this same period, uh, he's also working on his first solo album, and that's under the uh, moniker of Clark Kent. And if you've not heard it, it it's primarily a one-man show musically. Um, he does have a, a co-producer, uh, and it's very much of its time. It's kind of a new wave, quirky, poppy, snotty kind of record. Um, just the kind uh, that you would expect from Stuart Copeland, uh, if you've ever, uh, you know, seen footage of of him in action or read interviews with him, it kind of captures him, uh, to my recollection. But anyway, so uh, he's doing Clark Kent at that time, and then the Police in 1980 come out with their third album, Zenyatta Mundata. And Stuart's songwriting real estate is cut in half on this album as he only gets two songs on this release. Uh, the album's closer, which is called The Other Way of Stopping, and then there's this one, Bombs Away. 
And it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, lyrically, you know, 40 years ago, uh, Stuart Copeland singing a song about uh, Russia's invasion of Afghanistan. And, well, if Stuart only knew or only foresaw the future. But anyway, not to get too political on that. Uh, Andy, uh, who shared a song on uh, Outlandus de Amor, but was completely shut out of songwriting duties on the second album, Regatta de Blanc, uh, he actually gets his first true solo police song with Behind My Camel. And he really makes it count. Um, this song actually won the Grammy that year for Best Rock Instrumental. So way to go, Andy. Here is Behind My Camel. Moving on to 1981, there is one song apiece for Andy and Stewart on this fourth album, Ghost in the Machine, uh, that came out that year, 1981. Uh, first is uh, Andy's song, in what I would hope is an homage to Charlton Heston's great portrayal of the last man on Earth in the sci-fi classic Omega Man. So Andy gives us a song called Omega Man.
as an aside, a cinematic aside, uh, I believe Omega Man is far superior to the subsequent uh, rendering of that sci-fi story that's called I Am Legend. But again, that's just my opinion, and this is a music podcast, not a movie podcast. But back to Ghost in the Machine. For his part, Stuart gives us darkness. So in this 1981-82 time frame, uh, Andy Summers starts collaborating with Robert Fripp, he of King Crimson fame, of course. And the project ultimately results in an album called I Advance Masked, which I would highly recommend that you look out for uh, if you don't already have it or have not already heard it. Uh, and by the way, in a future episode, I'm planning to cover some of my favorite Robert Fripp collaborations, and uh, it'll no doubt involve Andy Summers. So you'll have to wait for that one. Uh, or again, you could just search out the album, give yourself a preview, but that will not stop me from covering it on a future episode. So be forewarned. So back to The Police, 1983, the Synchronicity album. And here's where some pretentious songwriting definitely uh, starts with Sting. But again, this isn't about Sting. This is about Andy Summers and Stuart Copeland. So uh, the police really reached their popular peak in 1983 uh, with Synchronicity. Uh, as I indicated in, in my uh, podcast episode where uh, my Father's Day 
podcast takeover episode, um, I believe that the creative peak for the band was probably in between Regatta de Blanc and Zenyatta Mondata. I, I just think that that's when they really hit their stride, uh, not only as, as songwriters, but as musicians. And they're just really solid albums from gutter to gutter. But anyway, um, interesting, around the same time, Stewart starts working on soundtrack music. And the first of those is the soundtrack to a movie called Rumblefish. And that soundtrack is notable for a collaboration uh, between Stuart Copeland and Stan Ridgway from Wall of Voodoo on a great song called Don't Box Me In. So again, that's one you may want to seek out. Anyway, uh, Stuart and Andy again get one song each on Synchronicity. And Stuart's is a pretty standard kind of song for him. It's a, a short song called Miss Gridenko. Andy, on the other hand, contributes one that's completely off the rails with uh, a song called Mother. Uh, it's about as far from a police song as one can get, and I, I guess it serves as a bit of a palate cleanser uh, for an album that's otherwise filled with really good, pure pop rock songcraft, uh, courtesy of our friend Sting. Uh, but yeah, here's Andy's contribution to the album. This is Mother. Phone. Telephone is ringing. Is that my mother on the phone? Yeah, telephone is screaming. 
And it's kind of funny to think that on his own solo albums, uh, especially the two releases he puts out a couple of years after the police break up, uh, that being XYZ and an album called Mysterious Barricades, uh, Andy leans toward a kind of a more ambient, kind of minimalist kind of music, which is very far from what he was delivering uh, with Mother, as you can imagine. Um, but uh, those also are, are very interesting releases, and in, uh, I believe they're, they're late 80s, I think 87, 88, somewhere around there. Uh, so again, XYZ and Mysterious Barricades, uh, if you are trying to be a completist of one Andy Summers. So that's it. That's the police when you take out the sting. Uh, I prefer, of course, to leave the sting in, and I will continue to listen to one of my favorite uh, rock bands of all time. That is The Police. Hope you enjoyed this walk through their discography uh, and kind of a select discography, if you will. So uh, enjoy it, and we'll see you next time. ¶¶ 